Good morning. Before I get started, I just want to say this is the fifth time that Oak Ridge has sent a team to Europe to support these missionaries. And it's a long way away, and you don't see us for a week and a half, and it's easy not to know exactly what's going on. It makes a profound difference in the lives of these families. And um, towards the end of our time here, we have Joe Dunn and Dan Gehring are here. So, so delighted to have you with us, brothers. And this amazing serendipity of the spirit that you men would be here on this day when we're planning to have this presentation. So other folks have joined us in the past. Ben's joined us in the past. Tina's joined us in the past. There are other folks that aren't here right now have joined us in these trips in the past. But we, the five of us, made this trip this past year. So if we could bump to the first picture, please. So we, we got there. First, just a couple, a couple of notes here. Some of these pictures are so cute, I couldn't resist putting, including them in the, in the slides. We arrived a couple of days ahead of time to get acclimated, and we, we were in Budapest, um, which is about an hour east of the, of the hotel that we were at for the conference. A couple, couple of notes, we got a chance to walk around. Thank you, sir. We got, a ch we got a chance to walk around the city, which was pretty amazing. And we met one of the, it was expatriate artist who was sketching one of the local cathedrals, and she was telling us how all the lines work together. So that was pretty cool. Something a little more serious is, I'm not sure if you can tell exactly what that is on the right. So it's a stone wall that, is, that borders the Danube River, and those are bronze castings of shoes. So what we, a tour, local tour guide explained to us that at the end of World War II, Hungary was on the side of the Axis powers in World War II. And at the end of the, of the Second World War, the Germans rounded up Jews in the Budapest and they lined them up at the river, tied them together, and shot one out of three and pushed them into the river. It was astonishingly evil. But what they did in addition to that is they took their shoes from them and they gave them to soldiers or other people that they felt needed them in Germany, I guess. So as a, as a commemoration, as an acknowledgement of their participation in that, the Hungarians basically made bronze castings of these shoes and they've attached them to the concrete wall at the, at the river. And, and, and our tour guide made a point of explaining exactly what took place there. I thought it was a remarkable opening and reminding, reminded me too, we, we're in a world of evil and I'm very grateful that, um, that God's greater than that evil and that we have forgiveness for our individual sins. Anyway, it was very moving, and uh, I just thought it was worth sharing that with you. So one of the things we got a chance to do is, while we were there, uh, before we got to the conferences, we got to share the gospel a couple different times. This young lady in red was our tour guide when we were in, in Budapest, and we, we probably walked around the city with her for four or five hours. She explained the history of the city. And then at the end of our time together, we treated her to coffee, and we went through the three circles diagram, which I just happened to have on the back of my phone. So, and it, was, it felt like a very natural and encouraging thing to do. It didn't feel forced, and uh, she listened very respectfully. I don't know that she got, she professed faith in Christ as a result of the conversation, but it was a good opportunity to, to continue to be engaged in the work of the gospel in a, a European city. So... The conference itself was at Lake Balaton, uh, which is about an hour west of Budapest, 
and uh, we were at a hotel which is situated on a lake. Once a year, the Great Commission uh, Europe missionary families get together for a conference, which is intended to be a time of refreshments, for refreshment for the families. And this year, we had the most children we've ever had at this. And they're not just children. They're ages 0 to 17. We had 27 youths, kids and youths, 0 to 17. It was a pretty amazing time. This is one of our opening nights where we're, we get ready to, to see each other. So I'll pause for a moment. If anyone wants to share a comment at this point on what, we're, on what, you, what you've experienced or any of these photos. Hi. Um, it's cool. So as Dad mentioned before, we've been going on this trip for five or six years. COVID canceled the trip or so, obviously. But um, it's cool because a lot of these kids, they started out five years younger than they were but when they were before. So we've been able to see them really grow up. And a lot of them have really been able to own their faith and like, kind of take charge in helping with the younger kids and their younger siblings. So it's, a kind of, it's been a blessing to be able to go back year after year and watch them grow up and grow in their faith. So that's all I have. Thank you. Okay, so here are the families that participated. There were more than this, but these were the families with children that came. There's probably 50 or 60 people at least at this conference. So the families were the Echeverries. They have two kids. They're from Cologne, Germany. The Testas, they have four kids. They're from Arco, Italy. So the Gehrings, four kids. They're in Berlin, Germany, and they are the, grand, the kids and grandkids of Mr. Dan Gehring, who's here with us today. Whitney's, five kids in Turin, Italy, which is where you're from, Katerina, right? That's awesome. And the Taylors, they have five kids there from Poland. That was a pretty amazing story because Ben, Ben Taylor, right? The father, basically, I mean, it's, this is closer to the beginning of the war in Ukraine. He's within driving distance of the Ukrainian border. And he was telling us more than a few stories of how he would be driving crates of supplies back and forth across the Polish-Ukrainian border. And it just really brought home the fact that this, this, thing, this touches, this touches the lives of our missionaries, what's going on in the, this war in, in Europe. So, Leitonins, two kids, they're in Milan, Italy. Maronis, four kids, they're in Pamplona, Spain. What's really cool is two of their kids are going to be going to LT. This year, they're going to be in Jacksonville. They're flying from Spain to Jacksonville, and they're going to be part of LT. It's really an amazing opportunity for them, and the, the really cool thing about it is that they're not going to be coming in to kids from another country with no connections. They have connections with the churches in Florida, but they also have connections with us as well, and so we will be able to make, hopefully make that an even more encouraging special time for them. And then last but not least, the Heckings, they have two small little ones. They're also from Cologne, Germany. So in a little bit, I'm going to talk about some of the more detailed conversations we have with them, some mission opportunities that we have with these families in the future. So the other thing is, of course, Elsie, the International Cow of Mystery, uh, went on this trip. She's made the trip five different times. She's a star of Ridgecrest, of various European cities, and of course, our own VBS as well. So Elsie helped another batch of kids memorize verses, and that was super encouraging. Just a picture of, this is like the littlest guy. This is Jack, I believe. He's the littlest guy, that we, one of the littlest ones we had there with us today. And I, ha I had to include this picture of the young lady here with the puppet. I mean, you put the puppets out, and the kids start digging through them, and they want to see what the puppets are, and they want to start playing with them. And of course, that's awesome to see. So what was notable about this picture is the kids gave this puppet a nickname completely unprompted. They nicknamed this puppet Corona. <laughs> <laughs> I 
It's like, yeah, this is, like, this is Papa Corona. It's like, yeah, all right. So it's affected all of us at a very deep level over the last couple of years. So that was too, too cute. This is, the, this is a, one thing we did differently this year than we've done in the past. In the past, we kept the kids together for the most part. This year, we had, what, eight or nine kids that were ages 15 and up. And so we broke them up, and Lifeline had its own auxiliary service in Hungary this year. And I'm going to let, I'm going to let these guys, Stephen, you want to share a little bit about what you guys did with these older kids? Sure. So, yeah, we had Lifeline in Hungary. Really good. I'm not sure... I mean, it can be very lonely in Europe, um, and so I was glad to be there. Uh, we went through the series we were going through on Mark, and we just we got through like one chapter over the week, just or one or two chapters, just going through it slowly. But they're uh, very encouraged, and we got into some really cool discussions. Um, I remember like one day we spent like half the time just talking about the Trinity, um, and that was unprompted, but they were very encouraged. Um, and we we split up into guys and girls. And, for some of the talks, but Bella can talk more about the girls. Yeah, we I mean, did a similar thing. We'd meet up, we'd go over like highs and lows of the week, prayer requests, things like that, and then we would talk about the passage, go over like our soap journalings from that morning, and just kind of being able to just go through the Bible together and talk about what, like, what was going on, how we were doing, things like that, and trying to just like kind of help them build their community of like believers with each other, because like Stephen said, they don't, a lot of them are in really small churches, and they might be the only kids their age who are believers, so it was... Um, I don't know, I wanted to help help them realize that, like, there are other kids their age who are believers, even if they're not right next to them. And especially now with, like, social media and, like, um, texting, Discord, things like that, they can actually keep up with each other. So we were just trying to build those connections, like, go through the Bible with them, things like that. It's cool. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, it's interesting, Shirley, you mentioned you watched their, one of you guys mentioned you watched these kids grow up, right? So those kids have also watched our kids grow up as well. So one of the things that you can do is if you're part of this team, is you get to put your faith into action right away. And you can do it here, of course, but it's also like you're really on the spot when you're with, the, with other folks. It's an opportunity to put your faith into action and pour into others what you've been poured into. So you, many of you have poured into the lives of my kids, and now they're pouring into the lives of other people, which is what we ought to do. We ought to propagate our faith. And so it's a good opportunity to do that. So as a, if there was something for all ages, we had our normal traditional activities with the youngins. We had puppets and the songs and table activities, crafts and, and different things like that. So they were precious, cute little ones. So one thing I'll let my dear Shirley share briefly is uh, this is Dan's wife, Lori. And uh, we, were, we went on an excursion with the families. And part of the, converse, part of the blessing of the time is to get to be able to spend time with the missionaries and get to know them a little bit. And so I'll let, I'll let you share about that a little bit. Okay, um, sure. Um, yeah, we got to, um, one of the good things is that at dinner time and on the excursion, you get to um, sit and talk with other missionaries, which for me can be daunting. But after this so many years, I'm finally being able to actually communicate with people a little bit better that I meet there instead of just hiding with the kids. So it's it was nice to sit and get to know some of the missionaries and um, just be able to talk with them and get to know them some. Thanks. Thanks, babe. 
Okay, some other, some other photos here. So this is a picture of, uh, we were able to visit a local church with the families, and there was a tour guide that was explaining all the details and intricacies of this church that's being restored. And this is a photo of, I believe this is little Hannah, where we dyed some Easter eggs. So again, that's a, it's, a, it's, a great, it's a great time of just hanging out, and the kids have a blast. This is the Heckings from Cologne, Germany. You may recognize that the, the wife there is a Gordon. So there's, so, was a Gordon, sorry, thank you. So she was a Gordon, and now she's a Hecking, and now she's in Germany. And I think she may have been part of Link. Link may have, may have connected her, them with that. So it's, it, was an encouraging, it was encouraging to get to know them and talk to them and listen to their stories and how they ended up, from, most of them ended up from the United States in, in Europe. So I'll cover briefly here mission opportunities. One of the reasons we do this is not just to serve, but to look for opportunities for us as a church family to be involved in missions. So in, we ha- in Cologne, Germany is a part of the LINK program, which Eleanor's done in the past and Madeline's done this past, this past year, and they are working with refugees that have been stre- that Even though there's a new crisis in Ukraine, there's an ongoing crisis of immigrants moving across Europe, and they are working with immigrants in Cologne, in Arco, Italy, the Testas basically, if I understood them correctly, have a mountain climbing ministry, which is, you know what, God gives different gifts and different opportunities to people. It sounds like a pretty awesome thing that they're doing. Berlin, Germany, one of the, I got to know uh, John and uh, Steffi Gehring a little bit better this time. I realized for the first time that they are in what was former East Germany, East Berlin, and it's a very tough neighborhood, let's just put it that way. The prevailing culture is atheist and has a lot of um, holdovers from the communist days. And it's like I, my admiration and appreciation for them willingly moving into that area to try to be salt and light in a dark world went up quite a bit. And uh, they're there with you, Dan, right? So that's, it's, pretty ma- it's, pretty, it's pretty amazing ministry to basically put yourself into the lion's mouth like that. And uh, I appreciate you guys doing that. Turin, Italy, there's a church plant that's in, in Turin with, some, with Americans. Poland, they again have a, essentially have a church plant, plus they have, they're serving Ukrainian refugees. Milan is another church plant, and Pamplona, Spain is a, it's a church in the city. That's Dominic Maroni, and his the kids are going to be coming to Jacksonville and joining us in LP. They've been there for 15 or 20 years, I think, now at this point. So these, uh, each one of these families basically said, you know, if you desire to do something on a short-term basis or even a long-term basis, they are more than welcome to talk to you. And it's a chance to, it's a chance to stretch your wings a little bit. It's a chance to see what the rest, rest of the world is like. It's a chance to share the gospel. It's a chance to, if your heart is moved by the pressing needs of people in Europe, which it should be. I mean, there are pressing needs here, of course. We want to we we serve and give to those but our hearts can also be moved by things happening internationally. There are real possibilities. There are real people that we know that would welcome us and help us to be to put the work and put the use there. So before I forget it, Jose and Brenda, I just noticed you were sitting there. I didn't see you a moment ago. Jose and Brenda have also been on these trips with us in the past. So they've been a big help and a big, a big blessing as you participated in these trips in previous years. So on the way home, uh, you know, so you t- you, when you're on, when you're riding an airplane, people always tell you these stories of, like, I was on the airplane, and I started talking to the person next to me, and honestly, that always stresses me out, because I'm going to be sitting there next to somebody for a couple hours to who knows. It's an eight, nine-hour trip home. 
And so am I going to have to talk to this person? How am I going to start a spiritual conversation with them? What's going to happen? What's this, that, and the other? And it's like, so when I sat down in my seat for the trip home, this gentleman here did not give me an opportunity to have any anguish at all. He just turned to me and said, hi, how are you? What's going on? What's important in your life? <laughs> so I, forgive me, I, I have to go back and I forget what his name is, but he is a fashion designer. He was on his way. He lived in, in France. He was on his way to Florida for some fashion show. I do have his website and he makes dress in, dresses internationally for, for weddings and different things like that. And he grew up in Lebanon. He's from a Marianite Catholic background. So he's from Lebanon, Christian. And we talked for four hours. We talked for four hours. Entire time. <laughs> well, yeah. But it's like, so I mean, I got a chance to share the three circles with him. I got a chance to read entire chapters out of the Bible to him. We were comparing, I was asking him questions about what it means to be a Marianite Catholic Christian, shared with him what was going on in my life and what we're doing, different things like that. So I praise God because he made it easy for me. It wasn't stressful. I didn't have times of stress. He just like jumped into my life. And it was very, very, and then at the end, we had a very encouraging time of prayer at the end. Don't know that he's a believer, but it was one of those, it was one of those conversations where you know, I felt I was blessed uh, to be able to have that um, have that exchange with him. So other things that you might see, oh, look, there's a super cute baby. <laughs> Little Ronan didn't come on the trip with us, but honestly, I couldn't resist him. <laughs> He's just an awesome little guy. <laughs> All right. So some details here, and I'm, I'm going to invite Joe Dunn to come up on the stage here in a minute, but I just want to share some details. I don't think I've ever done this before where I've shared some of the details of this trip. So there were 50 or 60 people there. There were eight families with children. As I mentioned, 27 kids aged 0 to 17. Oak Ridge spent about $9,500 on the trip. We had about $1,500 in donations from outside. We had people, we had even one missionary not one of the families, but one of the other missionaries donated $1,000. Sika, the Southeast Church Alliance, donated money to us to take this trip. We have a, our total Oak Ridge budget for this past year is about $37,000 that we give to missionaries and missions. So we spent about $10,000 out of our 37 on this trip. That's about $2,200 per person. It's about $400 per kid, which is about the price of an LT. So it is an amazingly good investment that we make in the lives of these kids. Our lives are fulfilled too. We are making as a church body. Thank you. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to come. The invitation, the door is always open. The door is always open. New Leaf, the door is open for you guys to join us on these trips in the future if we have the opportunity. So we want, these to, we want this to be not just a, our church effort, but this, would be, this could be a multi-church effort. And it'll make it even more successful. So, Joe, please. Quite an intro. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll keep this brief. I'm Joe Dunn. This is Daniel Gehring. And uh, we've had the privilege of serving in GCE for years. Uh, Daniel and his wife, Lori, as you've heard, live in Berlin, Germany. We're in Orlando, Florida, but spent some time in Amsterdam. And my day trip is to, I mean, my day job is to fly back and forth between the U.S. and Europe. What I want to do is just take a minute on behalf of everybody that was at the GCE Missionary Retreat, and here's a collective letter that was put together. So read this, and 
says, the Apostle Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians 2.8, We cared so much for you that we were pleased to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives, because you had become dear to us. So I'm going to say thank you to Dave, Shirley, Ella, Stephen, Madge, and then in the past, for sure, Ben and Jose and Brenda as well. And we want to thank Oak Ridge. You've blessed us with your time, your generosity, and your very lives. Please know that your investment in these young lives is having an earthly and eternal impact. It's said in the sports world, you left it all on the field. Please, you've become dear to us. You've demonstrated, and we know we are dear to you. The GCE Missionary Retreat, retreat would not be what it is today without you, a time to be refreshed in the Lord and encouraged through our fellowship with one another. For all of us, it has become a highlight in our year. You make that possible. Each of us goes home filled up, and we begin counting the days until next year's retreat. Thank you for bringing your smiling faces, your serving hearts, your encouraging words, and imparting to us your very lives. We love you, and we thank God for you. With grateful hearts, the GCE Missionary Community. Thank you, so, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Let's pray. Let's pray. Dan. We'll just have a word of prayer, and we'll welcome the worship team can come back up, and we just want to have a word of prayer. So I just want to say, also, I think, Dan, we'll pray for Laurie. She's got some health challenges right now. She's she's so we're going to pray for we're going to pray for her as well. Thanks. Father, you've made us. We are in your body. We are the bride of Christ. You place each one of us in the body where you want us to be. I'm so grateful that you've placed me here with Oak Ridge. So grateful that you've placed these men. Joe in Florida and Dan in Germany. You place them where you want them to be. You place their families where you want them to be. You place these missionary families where you want them to be. God, we ask for your, we ask that we would listen and hear your calling. We would, we would walk in your spirit, God. Pray that the families, pray for their safety, pray for their, pray for grace, pray for peace, supernatural peace in the midst of what sometimes can be very challenging circumstances. Pray for each of these children that they would know you as Savior at a very young age. They would own their faith, Lord. They would, they, would, they would face difficult questions bravely and openly. I pray they would not struggle in silence, but they would share their struggles and doubts and, and wishes and desires, God, and you meet them. And they'd see you, that you care. You love them enough to send your own son. And they'd see their parents and they see their communities, and they see their extended family here in the United States, and we care about them. We think about them, and we pray for them. We desire their good, Lord. Please bless their ministries, Father. You've put them in a spot to build your kingdom and to share your gospel. Add much fruit to them, Lord. Much fruit. Big ways and small ways. Maybe it's they're giving out a cup of cold water to someone. Maybe they're taking supplies to someone in need, or and comforting a refugee who's bewildered and and bereft and away from home, and maybe they're sharing the gospel with someone that's hostile, Lord. I pray that they would do that with joy and peace, God. Also lift up Laurie Gehring to you. Ask your grace and your peace and your comfort and your healing, Lord. Heal her body physically, Lord. Sustain her heart, Lord. I pray that 
most of all, that she would be at peace with you. She would trust you. She would cast her burdens upon you, Lord. You would comfort her and give comfort to, to uh, Dan and her family as well, Lord, and show them exactly what they need to love and support and encourage her. Lord, we lift all these things up to you. In Jesus' name, amen.